Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Gosh, what are you doing? Are you eating a human person? Well, the plane went down, and I'm... Wait, 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 wait. what happened? Why are you here? The the plane... I was on a plane that went down, and I'm out here in the middle of the forest. I had no options. I've been out here for at least two or three days. The guy gets hungry, and uh, I'm just trying to survive. I'm trying to do what it takes to survive. The billy goat thing? Listen, here's the uh, thing. To eat things will make a billy goat pig. You don't know what it's like to go down on an airplane. Wait, were you on the same flight? No, no, no. What are you doing out here? I'm in the middle of nowhere. We're in the middle of nowhere. I was just going to say, you're only, you didn't need to eat. You're only about 15 miles away from one of the best resorts in central Nebraska. What? Yeah. And in the top 89 resorts in the United States, Western United States. No, I thought I was in the middle of the Chilean mountains. You were not. I just walked over here. As they call them. I was just walking over I thought I was in the Andes. Yeah, no, no, no. It's. you are just oh, in the middle of Nebraska. God, I wish I hadn't eaten the rest of the passengers. There's a gas station behind you. Right. Do you see there through the trees? Let me just crane my neck here. Oh, ouch. I, uh, I did not know that. Uh, I would not have eaten all the passengers. You ate all the passengers? I, How I long ate, have you been here? I, well, like I said, two or three days, it seems like. I, I, the flight, I was flying. How many passengers were there? Yeah, there were... Did you it was, eat it was over a, 30 people? It was a 747. I Why did you eat all of them? Was it just a I, constant buffet? I I thought I was stuck out here. I yeah, thought I had to If you're stuck out here, you shouldn't eat I, all of your people food in 2 days. Look, I you weren't on the flight. You weren't there, dude. You I, weren't there. I think you're being You have a gun pointed at your head. I'm just what saying What do you do? You I eat the rest eat of the passengers. No, you eat I the don't. rest of the passengers. I won't do it. I simply will not do it. And I guess part of it is I'm saying, if there's that many, that's gluttonous. And it just, you, you basically, you made You don't a understand what a it was like. Buffet. The plane went down. It doesn't matter. And you're still alive. You don't eat. 
I should have known I wasn't in the Andean, the Andes. I mean, considering that, it was just now, a, now, it was just a internet. It was a, it was a domestic. It was a domestic it, flight. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, it was an internet. Uh, it was an internet flight. It was. <laughs> I was watching the internet when the plane went down. <laughs> uh, Alive! I, I do. I, I have noticed that you're. You have. Now that I look at you, you've gained about, I'd say, 40 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And that's all, is that all fat? That's all human muscle or fat? I don't know. What are you eating? Well, I ate mainly the legs and the bones. I mean. You were eating them like drumsticks. You have to admit it was kind of dramatic when you came upon me. Me standing on top of 747 with a large uh, femur raised above my head. Yes. Yelling, And you were silhouetted just so in the sunlight. You're right. With a Conoco behind me. You did Apparently, I don't know. Yeah. I was well. You hadn't turned around. I wait a second. Wait were... a second. What are you doing out here? Well, like I said, uh, fifteen miles away. Uh, it's not even fifteen this miles. This is very it's mysterious. Like fifteen minute walk. There's one of the best resorts. Hmm. Very mysterious. In central Nebraska. You know, actually one of the top eighty nine in the United States. Well, the Western United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm here. Are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I just I, I feel a little sick. I did eat a lot, but somebody I, I, I was going to say because a lot of people get you know PTSD, post traumatic, silly dillies. Yeah, and I was wondering if you had post traumatic silly dillies from the flight. No, I don't think so. I, you have some black plastic on your shirt. I wonder what that is. Anyway, oh. uh, we'll figure that out. But I, I you know what? It's just, it's just a bib. I just will wear it. Occasionally. Oh, you were eating too, apparently. Huh. Nope. Interesting. No, no, no. I was just. Hmm. I was making things out of plastic bags. Oh, okay. Whereas you okay. can make bibs, you yeah. can make shoes, you can make scarves, <laughs> you can make very small hats, you can make berets, you can make bigger berets, you can make guys named Brett. Alive! I'm going to miss that hey, part. Listen, I'm going to miss that part of being stranded. Okay? I you thought I was yelling? in the middle of nowhere. I'm okay. You know what? While we're out here, uh, we should... I haven't seen you in a while. We should do a podcast. Do what do you think? Yeah. I do you have your podcast equipment? Oh, always, from the crash? always. Yeah, I've been and recording it's, it's this whole thing. The crash. Well, I don't know where that is. I also, you know, what we should do. We should. We really should find the black box, and see what happened on this flight. Okay. Okay. So I think that'll be something we'll have to do during this this episode. Well, we can search around. It could we'll search around for the. Could have blown far away. That's what my uncle used to say. Or where, say, "Where's your wife?" He'd say, she couldn't have blown far away. His wife was a kite. And then I'd look down and she'd be giving oral sex to someone pretty close. <laughs> then five to six feet. And I'd say, well, where's your wife? Well, she had blown too far away. She's blowing pretty close to here. Your wife was a, uh, uh, his wife was a kite? Yeah. She was a kite that would perform fellatio. It was, she worked in a sideshow for ever, years. Really? Yeah. A sideshow circus. Really? A yeah. sideshow? Yeah. Yeah, there was a circus, and then they had a sideshow, and there was a circus that was part of the sideshow, which had even a smaller sideshow in it, which was just <laughs> a young boy crying. That was it. Looking at a picture of an elephant that had died from abuse. Uh, so it's a very strange thing. But my family, you know, listen, I come from a long lineage of performers. You do. I know. We got to talk about that. The truth about that actually is my, my great uncle one of my great great uncles was chester and he was the proprietor of the exhibition basketball team chester's redheads and it was all redheaded <laughs> girls who dyed their hair red or redheads and actually k it's a redhead um 
and they all were like the Harlem Globetrotters. But they would tour around, and you know, this is when you know you would do like just their movie houses you could go to. There wasn't any television, so people would see a lot more live stuff. So they'd go and see Chester's All American Redheads play against. Is this part like, true or not? Swear to God, play against. You're serious. Like, I swear to God, this is he's real. He's serious. Yeah, it's yeah. from. It's a. He's he was on Miller's side. He's on the the Kansas side, and so he would. You know, he it's he would go and they would play like the. Like Vlago's Russian dolls, right? And those would all be like Russian-looking girls with black hair. It was sort of like you know, so it's, wrestling, it's, but it was exhibition basketball, was, which isn't as popular anymore. It was people with a redhead fetish, almost. Maybe it would have to have an athletic twist. Okay, so an athletically twisted. Well, the people Fantasy, themselves yeah. weren't. Yeah, and and what kind of draw? Would, how would they? How much would they draw? I mean, he made a full-time living. All really? Did, yeah. I mean, I. You told me something funny the other day that, that I think we need to share with our was listeners. It, uh, during the day or at night? I think it was, you told me during the day. Okay. But uh, then I'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, had, I didn't know you, you really were a, uh, was it a, what, what did you call it? It was a, it was a you were a, a clown, a, a hip hop clown. Is that right? Yes, that's it. Okay. This is why I don't have a national uh, show on NBC. Uh, <laughs> Neither do I, buddy. Chris Delia is the only one that's got that. Undateable. Sunday is it? Whoops. <laughs> you actually were a hip hop clown. I was a hip hop clown. I don't. I mean, this is real. I, you know, I don't like to talk about it in mixed company, and by that I mean people of sort of mixed views on politics and religion. But, While you're uh, telling me about music. this, would you like a hot plate? Yeah, please. Could you? Yeah. Yeah, I made up a hot plate. Now, is this a crock pot? There's a lot of stuff going on with this, yeah. yeah. I, I've been doing some cooking the last oh, three Oh, you've days. been cooking? Yeah. Do you yeah. do any ahi, like thinly sliced human muscle? No, I haven't. Not yet. Just right across top of the muscle. I should. Slice, slice, slice. Well, there's some left over there. with a little bit of onion. There's there some is. left over okay. there. Yeah. Aisle 3B hasn't been really delved into yet. Oh, you did I didn't even see this. You, I've been doing it by well, aisle. Well, you've organized this all into aisles well, of human carcass. When you're in the middle of the Andes na- Mountains, you, you've you're got You're in Nebraska. Time, you know? I maintain. I, we're 25 minutes from Omaha, from yeah, central I, Omaha. We'll have to listen to the I'm doing a show with the funny Find bone. out what happened. We really are doing a show with the Omaha funny bone. <laughs> you could have just stayed here until we did our live show <laughs> if you had not eaten all of your people. Ugh, terrifying. Um, terrifying. So, yeah, I so was... Hey, look. So what happened? They hey, advertised. I was, I was a hip hop clown. They advertised, and not a lot of people can say that. That's gonna be the name yeah, of my adver- unauthorized autobiography. The sad hip hop clown. No, no, no. I was a hip hop clown. Ah, uh, yes. So, so you saw an advertisement. I, I liked your story about the interview. So I worked. This really cracked me up. So I worked at a law firm as a legal secretary, which is a very which I can't masculine. Picture. Well, I was always wearing a very nice plaid skirt. Most sort of pleated all across, kind of like a a plaid conservative. onesie. Yeah, sometimes it would be a plaid onesie skirt. Yeah, a skirt. <laughs> and uh, but no matter what, I had some sort of skirt on, and I was sort of one of the more masculine of the. It was basically it was me. They let me hire like five of my friends. They were also improvisers, and like <laughs> it was amazing. So it's these five white guy improviser idiots. With these like ten middle-aged black women, and we're all the legal secretaries. So it was mayhem, you know. I mean, I, yeah. I really would like to do it. What year was this? This was 
in 2000. So Miami Vice was still going strong. 2006. It was strong. Strong. Miami strong. Vice. During the peak of Miami Vice. We were hitting it. In Dallas. So I was always The in. show Dallas. So, but in, in any event, you're going to do it again, to be honest with you. So, one of the. So, one of the. It is. I, I was like, I don't want to play that game where I'm frustrated. <laughs> I wanted to. And then we, did. we only do that live. We it's only do that live now. Anyway, we only do that. I love this story. Guys, I don't want to keep interrupting your story. I love this story. It's not. I think I'm even interrupting it. So I uh, also want to tell everybody that I'm sitting on my favorite chair because uh, well, it's a first class seat. You got this there. is the first Pulled that chair. right out of the wreckage it's called the 1919 and it's a blue chair with a little swivel, tiny little table for your whiskey and your cigar. I just, I, I, can I do a practical living in the modern age? Yeah. Buy a great chair. Own a great chair. Mm, interesting. Be a person that has a chair, both the husband and wife, the boyfriend and girlfriend, have a chair that's kind of your chair. You know? You need, it's nice to have a little throne. Okay. It can be anything. Okay. Let me just say something. A lot of people aren't as philosophical as you. And well, you use your chair to read Nietzsche and to, like, you know, peruse. Sometimes. You know, uh, Zizek's violence, <laughs> Slavage, Zizek. It's amazing you took all these of books violence, out to the middle of, of a forest in the Andes Mountains. Well, I travel with them, but, but I mean, you're, you're pretty philosophical, and you, you seem to use your special chair to really uh, grow as a person. Most people use that chair just to plant in front of the TV. You think so? Yeah, and so well for that situation, I'm not sure a, ch- a chair actually still, can be a detriment. I think really, or maybe if it'll it's make too you comfortable. Watch more t- television. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know, I travel with all my books in my chair, and uh, I just think it's amazing we could have just stayed until we did the live. Why don't we just stay? <laughs> you know what? We might be doing podcasts here in the forest. In the until, forest. Until we do our live show in Omaha. Nebraska. Which yeah. is in, should we tell them when that is? Springsteen wrote a really uplifting Could I, would you, you wouldn't, album you wouldn't possibly, you'd be too Nebraska. embarrassed to, to sing a song from, from that album. From uh, Nebraska, yeah, uh, or even any- maybe Atlantic City. <laughs> Everything dies, baby. That's a fact. I can't do falsetto, Springsteen. Can't do it's it. It's hard for me to complain when I can't say, "Yeah, it. why not?" You can't. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. There aren't many. You got to songs. July eleventh through the twelfth. Actually, tenth through the thirteenth, sister. Yeah, and what day will so the podcast what, be? July, I think on a Sunday. We'll do it on a yeah. Sunday. At we need people to come PM. out. We need people to come out uh, all over the Midwest because I don't know when we're going to be there again. I don't know that we are going to be there again. And We've come so like far so fast, but who who knows how long this will last? <sighs> you burn like a star. You burn like a bear. Look at me now. I've got strange hair. <laughs> what? That's a saying. If it rhymes, it it's a saying, it Dad. Now. Uh, so anyway, you're in the law office. So this this attorney Paul Doe, who's really really funny. He was like this guy that like, you know, he was one of the funnier guys. I work. I was his legal secretary. He partied. He liked to go out at night. He'd come in hungover. But he's a great lawyer. Super ambitious. We just got along well. And he was, you know, he's kind of a little broy. I mean, it was a bit. You know, he came. He was. He was a little fratty, but he was a great guy. So. Um, 
he sent me because we would send funny emails back. He's a little fratty. Yeah, he would send, I just heard that adjective recently. I like it because I was in a fraternity. It's very funny. So Paul Doe sends me this email because we would send funny emails. He's like, "Hey, they're looking for help. Maybe this is a change of career." It was a Craigslist ad. I'm sure he's trolling Craigslist for strange pussy or something insane. Um, but it was like a Craigslist ad uh, that was. Uh, you know, clowns to go.com. And they're like looking for entertaining clowns that can, you know, juggle and dance and do put and you thought that's all me. stuff. I don't want to be a lawyer. No, well, here's what's funny. So he sent that to me. I go, man, wouldn't it be funny? Like I worked at McDonald's for a while, you know, and that mm-hmm. was, that was me being like, oh, I think I should just have this job. I should be have that experience. Side. What is this? You know, just wouldn't it be funny if this was a part of my life? This is when the comedy bleeds into reality and vice versa. It's like you're doing it as a joke, but it's really hot. It's like that's the essence of Yogi Bear 3D is doing something as a joke, but you're still doing it. So the joke is ultimately on you, but you're mm-hmm. playing a joke on everybody mm-hmm. else because you're not really even telling the joke. Yeah, that's the kind of sort of web that you can. Put together with those sorts of wastes of time. <laughs> Not talking about Yogi Bear 3D, talking about Clowns to Go, because here's what went down, y'all. So I finally kind of said, you know what, I'm going to go by and make it a... So I called, and I was kind of walking to where the... she was, and she was sort of near Cabrini Green in uh, Chicago, which I didn't know much about, because it was pretty you know early on. So it's a, it's a two-floor walk-up, so I walk up, and I go into what is this woman's apartment, but the entryway has been made into kind of a desk office place. So she has a big desk, and she sees me, and she's like, "Hello, TJ." It's a very beautiful, professional black woman who kind of said, "You know, come on in and uh, you know take a seat." And there's sort of tasteful, like it was just a, it was an, it was nice. So I sat down, and uh, she goes, "Now, I think she just went right into it. She's like, "Now, you know, why is it that you want to be a clown?" And I was like, like you know, I don't remember a serious exactly, clown. I don't exactly, yeah. But she seriously I was like, what? What do you think you can bring to clowns to go as a, as a clown? What do you think you can bring to the clown genre profession? Yeah. So she's like, so she's like, you know, and I, I go, uh, well, I'm, I'm, and I really did snap into like interview mode, and I was like, well, but did you uh, want actually, to be funny during I the clown interview? Out. No, I kind of got freaked out because she was very intimidating. Yeah. I kind of went. Um, you know, uh, I, I've studied at Free Theater or Bain, so I, I do still uh, walking, and I have some background trapeze, although I cannot do it. Obviously, that's not for this. But uh, I am a proficient juggler. I can juggle I breathe fire. five balls. I can juggle three clubs, obviously fire. Um, Did you say I, fire or not? Yeah, of course, because I can juggle fire, knives, you know, that sort of stuff. Maybe that's not good for kids' birthday parties, <laughs> but I'm also a unicyclist. I can't do sort of... Uh, close, like stalling unicycling, but I can ride a unicycle in or something like that. And so, while you were saying all this, you were juggling. Yeah, I was juggling seven balls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, five ball juggling is the karate of ball juggling. That's like the black belt, basically. Okay. If if juggling was uh, if ball juggling was a jujitsu thing, then you know, five balls would be the black belt. Right. That's a mastery right. of. Because anything above that just takes a little more time. But it's really hard to do five balls. To do five balls? No, I didn't tell her all that. But she goes, all right, well, here's what we do. You know, we go, we, we entertain. We are the entertainment for the kids' birthday. You know, so you, you're going to come in. You're going to, 
you know, you you have to razzle, you have to dazzle them because, and what we do is we we bring the little kids and we put them on a, their own little throne. We bring in a chair that we make to look like a throne. They say we say, come, come, bring all your presents and put them around her because then she gets to see, you know, how many nice, beautiful gifts you know the kid has. And and then we play the music and uh, we do the dance. You could do some of your juggling and something like that. But you know, for me, it's I'm making all these kids happy. Here's some pictures, and she gave me these like albums. I started flipping through, and it was like the kids. It really is great because the kids loved it and you know she like you know some of it was her and the clown makeup and i was like oh you do it too she goes yeah oh and she she was she moonlighted as a clown she herself clowns. yeah but it's a lot of daytime clowning um and her son was a clown and also so she's looking through as i'm flipping through this i go geez you know there are no white people you said that to on her. this album no i didn't i said it in my mind in your in your mind's eye in my head i kind of went you know there's really not one white person that i've seen in any of these pictures <laughs> and i've been through about 50 of the pictures yeah and she goes now so we you you know we do do primarily like kind of you know urban families obviously as you can see and i could feel that this is the time that she was like ah about to break it, it would to be you. a good clown but i gotta tell him that like this is we don't have any white clowns yeah no white clowns no white clowns allowed <laughs> no white clowns allowed somebody made the bumblebee you didn't shirt. see the sign on the it's not the bumble it's the bee i mean you, yeah. we gotta make the you know, no, no white clowns, clowns allowed there, no, there was you no, didn't no, see the sign no, on the no door. white clowns allowed <laughs> Just a combination of allowed and around. Yeah! <laughs> For the win! <laughs> For the win. <laughs> so she says, you know, we primarily do, you know, urban, so there's a lot of, you know, Mexicans, you know, black families. And then she kind of goes, um, she goes uh, and also uh, dancing is kind of a big part of the routine. Sure. And I was like, yeah, I could totally I can dance. get behind that. No, but then she said... So, can you dance? And that's when you thought... I, racist. I, I racist. I thought racist, Especially miss. when she said... Miss, how yeah. dare you think that I can't dance? It could have been worse. She could have said, do you only line dance? She could have yeah, said, do you only line dance? I was wearing a cowboy hat, and I had on my shirt that said, <laughs> best line dancer, 2007, Pocahontasi, Upper New York State. Um, so I said, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I can dance. I can cut a rug. <laughs> She's like, may I see you? And I was like... What? I didn't know quite. I go. What and do you, you mean? said clothes on or clothes off. I said, "What do you mean?" Well, that's what it began to feel like because she goes, "Onesies are hard to get out of." Well, here, come on, I'll turn on some music and kind of let's see, you know, show me what you got. And I was like, "Oh, oh, uh, okay." Because in my mind, I'm thinking, "Who cares?" You know, yeah. really, this is the funniest story I've. I already got I'll be telling this on a podcast someday, and I don't right. even know what a podcast is. Yeah, because it didn't exist. No, yet. it did not. Certainly didn't. Miami yeah. Vice was hot. Miami Vice was on fire. 2006. 2006. Miami Vice. It was a year before <laughs> I won Best Line Dancer in Pocahontas or whatever it was, upstate New York. Flash Miami Dance Vice. was at the top of the charts. Flash Dance was the king She's of the con. She's a man. Here we go. This is DJ the DJ jumping in and slumping with my fan. I'm a lazy old shark and I don't mean to snark, but Cash is singing again. We're going to be back now and then. And it'll be even more bird noises from the king of the noisy toities. I'm talking about the way he shits in the bee room. That's what I call the bathroom, ladies. Let's... <laughs> Let's fuck. All right. And okay. we're back. Uh, no, so... 
So she takes me in the living room, which is very tastefully decorated. Now I'm sorry to laugh with a little too much. Oh, myself. this is at her house? This is at her house. I mean, oh, like see, I'm I saying, pictured a No, I told you the entryway. And oh, it's okay. like, so what it is is, so we get in there. But you didn't notice the no white people allowed when you walked in. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And that, to be fair, there was a sign that was kind of obscuring it. No says, white honkies get out. <laughs> So I walk over and there's like this. There's a picture of Clint Eastwood and it said, "You're kind of welcome in these parts." Yes, that is. Yeah. So we so we go in there and you know it's tastefully very well decorated okay. with uh, yeah. fucking African masks. And she had a and, dance. Like, no, she had no a dance floor in her it room. Just was her living room. It would be like okay. if I told you. Was there a coffee table you had to, to try to work house. around, or was there? No, it was a pretty. It was open. cleared out. Okay. I feel like dancing had happened there at some point earlier okay. that day. Okay. So now looking back on it, I realized that like if you would say this to a black person, I think they'd be like, like show me what you got. That would be down to do that. That would be a yeah. thing. But I don't know if I've ever asked like a white male, like, hey, like you can dance. Let's see what you got. It'd be a weird thing. That would be happening. Mm-hmm. You know, right? It's not. Wouldn't be a thing. It's not common. So she's. Have you? Have you asked a lot of your friends? Like, yeah. dance for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I want to see a dance. Nick Valeron has a great... How quickly would you be able to do that on a date before it would make things awkward? What if you're like at dinner, can't wait to see you dance? That would seem creepy, right? It's creepy. That's one of our creepy ones. Nick Valeron. That's when you stick your GoPro on. Can't wait to see you dance. Nick Valeron has got a great joke where he goes, um, goes, uh, will you dance for me? Like, uh, you know, to like a woman or a young girl, like, will you dance for me? And she's like, what do you mean? Dance for me. I, I don't know. No, really. Dance for me on Saturday. I'm in this dance contest. I've, got, I've double booked. I've got to be at my son's graduation. I can't believe I forgot it. Will you dance for me? Will you dance in my place? <laughs> Pretty amazing. Um, so she says, dance for me. Okay. And I go, oh boy. So I'm on there and I'm just kind of, you know, I'm like, well, what's the, is there going to be music? You know? And she goes, yeah, yeah of course. So she turns on the radio. And there's a song. She goes, ooh, I like this one, right? She goes, let's see it. So I start to get into it, and immediately a radio commercial comes on. So now there's a radio commercial. It's like, what do I say to her? And he's tapping on a mattress, all three wheels. 102.5, Ted McGillicuddy, The Rocker. And then I was just, I'm kind of going, uh, you know, uh, oh, uh, so I just kind of stop and I awkwardly what was the stand music there. Of, what was the music? Well, no, I just stand there. It's hip hop, but okay. so I'm just standing there, kind of waiting. And then the it's it was long commercials. It was like three commercials. And then the next one came on, and she kind of went. Were you oh, standing like she kind of went? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, dance to this, and it was this awful thing of like, well, I don't really like this song, but just dance because it's awkward, right? So I began to dance for this woman who I ended up loving and working for. But she, I'm sort of like dancing and I start to pop and lock a little bit. God, I wish I had the the, the video. The video of that, I wish I had it. Yeah. So I really go for it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And she, uh, (laughs) she just turned off the music and looked at me like, and I was like, but, uh, that's that's it. It's like she goes, boy, where'd you learn how to move like that? <laughs> and I was like, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I da- I've been dancing all my life. Like that was the weird, lame answer I had. Yeah. I've been dancing all my life. And she's like, okay, well, you know, I think we got some. We'll call you. I'm gonna look <laughs> your stuff over, and then I'll call you. And she hired me. And then 
for another podcast is the story of my first time being a hip hop clown for uh, a Mexican family in the back of a pizza place. What was it like a roundhouse pizza? We, I want to hear about that. I want to hear. We're going to save that. We're going to save that. That's because I want to. You know what? That's a cliffhanger. That's the cliffhanger. What happened? What happened to TJ once he became a traveling hip hop clown? Cliffhanger. We got a lot of cliffhangers. Where's the black box? I'm just going to detail them right now. Where's the black box? What happened when TJ uh, danced as a a white hip hop clown? And uh, will Cash Levy yell alive again? Ever yell alive again during this episode? (laughs) I like that one the best. Will Cash Levy ever yell alive again? Can we get him to do it again? Can we? Because now we've started to convince him he's in the middle of Nebraska, when really he thought he was in the Andes Mountains, amongst a okay, fallen so plane th- of soccer players. I just want to say, thank God you're... What is it? Thank God you're... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't hold out very long, did I? No, not as I was long. just waiting to do it. Um, let's, you know, well, you know you what you should it, do? You did it because you wanted to be trigger happy, and now you can yell it again throughout the you know what? You know what a lot of people love about our podcast, uh, T.J. Miller? They love the, the continuity of it and the consistency of it. And uh, what they love is, you know, we always start every episode with a, something called the uh, Triple, Triple Banger, Banger Lightning, lightning Round. round. Oh. Oh. Triple Banger Lightning Round. Question one. Question one. This was actually written from uh, Doyle Ambrust. Uh, who, who wrote this one? It was funny, so I'd like to use it. Uh, he wrote, uh, Narwhal, make-out session. Beautiful expression of love or suicide pact? <laughs> Is that how I... Did I pronounce it correctly? Narwhal? I don't know what you're they're, talking they're about. The, they're those like, whales with a giant horn on their head that goes like literally... They're, they're like unicorn whales? Yeah, they're unicorn whales. They're, they have a huge horn on well, their head. Well, they call them what they are. I mean, why are people renaming them narwhal? That they're is unicorn ridiculous. Unicorn whales. Yeah, they're unicorn whales. Okay, so unicorn whales. They really are. Yeah. 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 They are. Yeah. So what? what so the question is, unicorn are they suicide packs or Unicorn what? whale make-out sessions. Yeah. Beautiful expression of love or suicide pact? I mean, it's there's danger in it, you know, but if the unicorns are on the top of their heads, they can probably lick lips. And, you know, they have... One of the few things I remember from marine biology is they have their teeth are like our fingernails. They're kind of like, you know, malleable sort of. Why don't animals make out more? I think it is sort of dangerous for which, animals here's to, that question, which to an- French kiss. You which, rarely see like cats or dogs French kissing. Dogs French kiss. Uh, yeah, you're right. Your dogs French kiss people. Cats, fr- no, cats they do. But dogs are more interested in bestiality than than almost I, any animal. I'm more interested in, you know. Is that a? <laughs> that's your stance. That's my stance. I have a. I do have a bumper sticker. You have that a staunch too. <laughs> stance on. Yeah, that's right. I've always known that about you. So you think you think dogs in general? Dogs want to. They want to make out as much as they can with any type of orifice. But really. they'll. They really. They'll go for it. They'll they will French kiss. Well, anything. they'll hump a person. Though. Yeah, they hump a person. They're very sexual creatures. <laughs> yeah. they really are. And they've all. Uh, it's a tough one. Dogs can't stop. Sex midway through. That's and either can men. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that. It's so ridiculous for people to think a man can stop. Like there's nothing that'll stop me. Your parents can walk in and you'll just be like, "I've got to finish, Dad. I that's, this is 
something that can't stop once it starts. Like, there's no, there's no good reason to stop. That's why you know... <laughs> Sex would have to be terrible with a guy if he's just going to stop because he doesn't feel like it anymore. Yeah, we were talking about that right? too. There's few. Yeah, there's only a few people that I know that are like, and it just was so bad that I was like, let's throw in the towel. Yeah, because you can't fake an orgasm as a guy. Um, you know, not really. Well, on a condom, you can, I guess. I've asked most people. Have, have you ever faked an orgasm in a condom? Okay, I've faked. A, I've faked a uh, not having an orgasm. How, have you ever done that? Where you don't let someone know that okay. you're having an orgasm, <laughs> right? Have you talked about that on stage? That's incredible. So that, they, but here's I have my motives so that they're not scared. Because sometimes, let's just say it's a situation. Let me just say. Hold on. I know this. This is, is without weird. a condom. Know, this is, that's without a condom. The motives are, are very pure. Let me just explain. The motives are, if someone kind of clenches up when you're having an orgasm, because maybe you're, maybe, you're, maybe you're driving a little too hard, maybe you're a little too excited, maybe you're so you want them to continue to be relaxed, mm-hmm. maybe they've experienced your orgasms and it's too uh, dramatic for them, so you want them to stay relaxed during that, then you just have your orgasm it's and you It's dramatic for them. Huh? And you You're don't, saying it's dramatic or too traumatic? Both. And then, yeah. and then, so they clench up because it's like maybe you're a little too uh, active during the orgasm, okay? So you just don't let them know you're having one. And then, you know, after, afterwards you stop and, you know, you know, after everything's over with. And they're like, wow, you didn't. And you say, no, I, I did about two or three minutes in. Wow. You know? Yeah. Wow. Hello! No, I mean. And then you yell out. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I'm kind of dumbfounded. I I want to. Would you like a thigh? This is a thigh from someone. Yeah, I'll, I'll nosh on that. I'll nosh Keep on nosh that. on this thigh for a but second. So there you, was some seasoning with the peanut sauce. Talk, let's keep. I made going some on the, peanut sauce. Let's keep going on the triple banger. Let's okay. do the next triple one. banger. I wanted to talk about animals don't make out. Look, the the answer well, to this how, question. My question would be, how many animals make out? Do you think? Because I don't. Not think many animals many. make out, and here's the thing about the warthogs don't. Uh, the unicorn but I whale. Will, I used to have a warthog. I just want to say I don't think that this is mutually exclusive. Beautiful expression of love or suicide pact. I think it could be both, and that's what makes it so beautiful. Really? That you're willing to die for your makeout session, where they basically, I don't like that. yeah, you know, triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question number... Question two. Question two. 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 This one's from uh, Jonas Polsky. He's been on fire lately. Um, Jonas killing yeah, it in the news. He's killing it in the in the uh, questions. Uh, very funny guy. Most awkward business to tell an employee you're, quote, just browsing. Okay? Mm. Most awkward place or business to tell an employee you're just browsing. The, uh, the 99 cent store? The bank? The bank's a pretty weird one, right? The sperm bank. The sperm bank, yeah. I'm just, but coming from a woman, it's not as gross. They could sort of toss it off. But yeah, if anybody says it's a sperm bank, I'm just browsing. That's weird. If it's a man, it's creepier. Bank is kind of scary. I'm just browsing. What are you browsing? For deposit slips. For people. <laughs> for desks. Well, if you say it like, like that. Yeah, if you say it like that. I'd like to walk outside and browse your ATMs. How many do you have? Um, the abortion clinic. That's a little dark. 
That's pretty dark. Yeah. I think a, a strip bar. What do you think about a strip bar? Just browsing when they ask if you want a lap dance? Yeah, that's kind of degrading. You don't want to do that, I don't think. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I would say it's so awkward. 99 cent store is pretty funny, though. That's the one I choose. That's the one. Yeah. That's the least awkward. And that that's is, the That's a very though. funny one, though. I just wrote funny next to it. Yeah. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. I'm not a celebrity, so I, I really can't use the phrase, uh, don't you know who I am? Which I know you use all over the place. I can't stop saying that. But it's it's because every morning, like Memento, I wake up uh, with amnesia. <laughs> and so I go out into the streets. I go, don't you know who I am? Does anyone know who I am? Don't you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Do you? Tell me. Someone tell me who I am! <laughs> There's I, a large I'm not allowed to get tattoos because I, I'm not Jewish, but I'm going to be buried in a Jewish cemetery because... I think it's kind of it'll be in vogue at the time that I die. Yeah, and uh, I want to get it while it's cheap now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, so it'll be. You know, it's a very exciting time for me because I I wake up and I have a clean slate every day. Yeah, no, that's good. You know, I we're going to talk about this on a future podcast uh, if this isn't our last one. Um, if they take us, but a lot of people, a lot of our listeners are trying to have their minds erased. Uh, just to forget really? the uh, horror of some of the, yeah, the it's horror of that, some of these episodes. Well, we got For example, a, we my got ejaculation think. story, which I told earlier uh, yeah. on this very podcast, I it was a little offensive. That, to people. No, no, that is a piece of art, and that's real. <laughs> that was a beautifully worded and it was too much, story. It was too much information. Can I say this? At a certain uh, point, people don't want to hear about how I handle choose to handle why? my ejaculation. That that's a bad problem. You don't think so? I think there's a lot of ladies right now that are probably swooning and their shoes are wet. Ladies, take if a you break. Know what fellas, I'm saying. fellas, yeah. let's talk about the ejaculation options. <laughs> um, here's the thing: I didn't get to the triple banger. The triple banger is: what are some of my options for what I can stay in, instead of? Don't you know who I am? Since I'm not a celebrity, um, what would be better if I say, uh, "Don't you know"? Who I am trying to make you think I am? I would love that. Don't you know? Don't you know who I'm trying to make you think I am? Or, or don't you know who my parents mm-hmm. wanted me to be, but I never was? Now, the first two words. Yeah. First one's better. Okay. If you can remember the first one, that's great. <laughs> I want you guys to see that Cash is the consummate host. You, he does. He's writing all the notes next to the stuff. We're keeping track of Writing down the answers. Everything's chronicled. Answers I do quiz. sleep charting yeah. when I go to sleep or I chart the show. You're, you, a lot of people don't do that. I, I'm interested. Have you even thought about the fact that if every 12th episode we ruin someone's life? Yeah. Right? And there's been 100 episodes. That means 10, yeah. 10 people's lives have been well, ruined and now by we're this up podcast. To, we, we kind of... Now we're up to like 110 episodes, 115. So we've 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 definitely ruined at least 11. And what 11 did we lives. say? We promised we'll go till 10,000, and then we're out. That's it. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. That's a good goal. You want to have reachable goals. You want to have reachable you know, goals. Wanna, I feel like <laughs> I feel like in 2016 we do them every hour on the hour. <laughs> God, I love each and every one of you 12 and a half. <laughs> Let's move along to Where Were You? Where Were You? Where Were You? Where were you? 
Um, we were taking your car back, and I wanted to talk about this experience. We took your uh, TJ turned in his Nissan Juke. Yeah, I turned it in after a three-year lease. That's it, three and, years with it. Uh, I wanted to tell people about it. Industries. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty an interesting experience because, I, and I want to talk about a few aspects of it. First of all, uh, we took in TJ's uh, Nissan Juke, and uh, TJ wore he literally, and I'm, I'm not joking. Yeah, we, he wore a, a onesie. Yeah, I wear a onesie around sometimes because because uh, I because uh, I'm that eccentric. Millionaire that everybody's come to but hate. But you're one of the rare people that I think lives. A, a lot of people like. I like to have fun. You have a lot of comedians who are like. I like to have fun. I like to go to the grocery store and throw all the shit on the ground, ladies. And then you know, I like to go and I like to do this and that. And you're like that person never did that. They never. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, I like to play jokes on the pilot before I go on the plane and say, uh, "Hey." Uh, where's your eye patch, motherfucker? You know, yeah, yeah. So, like, like, you know what I mean. Like that is uh, the weirdest like, thing. I, I'm just hold thinking, on. I just want to uh, focus okay. on that joke because I enjoy that. Can we please everybody enjoy the joke that is? You just tell that joke when you go on stage. I like to go. On, I like to go on the plane, talk to the pilot, and yeah. say, "Hey, where's your eye patch, motherfucker?" <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> If a pilot was like, hey, welcome, welcome. He's just like, you know what? Today I'll welcome all the passengers as they come on board. I don't need to. It's not required, but I like to. And so a guy comes up and goes, hey, hey, where's your eye patch, motherfucker? He'd be like, what do you mean? I'm not a pirate. Okay, so it's not the it's best example. Plane. It's a plane. That's what I love. I love the confusion on the pilot's behalf as the passenger continues to his seat. And he's like, well, how many people? He'd have to open the cockpit door. Generally, they don't leave it open, so he'd have to say, "Open the cockpit door yeah. to say it too." No, okay? no, no. I'm saying, you know, sometimes they stand out there and they greet you, right? Yeah. So sometimes. So as that guy walks by, he's just like, "Hey, where's your eye patch, motherfucker?" <laughs> right? But in a nice way, so it's all like mean. He's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where's the eye patch? <laughs> hey, stewardess, take yeah. a break. Pilots, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, uh, all I'm saying is a lot of comics have stuff where they, 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 they say they do things. For example, I have a joke where I, I talk about how I like to put strange things in people's shopping carts. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's funny if they buy those things and they notice them when they get home. Now, I actually have done that. And I, I don't, so I don't like sure. to go, I like to do this. And you're like, you've never done that once. You do wear onesies around sometimes. And that's kind of funny. Yeah. And then also, okay, you told me when you're turning the car in, you told me. To uh, you're like make sure you 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 call me uh, 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 Durnid. Yeah, uh, make Durnid. sure. Well, we uh, he prefers things. to be called Durnid. We did two things. One, I was supposed to say to the guy, you, uh, the uh, the leasing uh, uh, guy uh, <laughs> agent, uh, he prefers to be called Durnid. Well, you and, came and, in and I said, "This is my attorney, Cash Levy," and the yeah. guy's like, "Oh, good to meet you." And he goes, uh, T- uh, "And Cash came down when the inspector of the juke was going." I said, "This is my attorney, so if you have any." Any charges that seem awry, he's you're going to be receiving a letter from this guy, and you which is weird like, too because yeah, I have shorts yeah. with six, you know, and shirt with six yeah, holes in it. The weirdest thing is this is Los Angeles, like Silicon yeah, Valley. I makes could fun be. Of that. You're right. You could be my lawyer who's like, hey, what's yeah. up? I do law in Manhattan. So everyone Beach. took me Don't very seriously. Me. Yeah. So I shook the guy's hand and I and he he said something to you and I said he prefers to be called Durnit. And then for the rest of the uh, uh, the guy goes, uh, yeah, hey, he so kept Durnit. calling you Durnit. Uh, Durnit. <laughs> he, he was very like. And at one point, this is my favorite part. He goes, Durnid. Uh, he goes, just before we finish, Durnid, uh, I really enjoy your movies. He said that. <laughs> it's a surreal type of life, yeah. and anyone can have it. 
any single person can decide to do something like that because most people enjoy that stuff. Life is can be a very monotonous thing. Yeah. Most people enjoy that stuff. But you know what keeps things not monotonous? Just listening to the same two guys talk to each other episode out of episode, episode, after episode just episode. about the same type of stuff. Same that's that's what keeps you it know fresh. You know what would be cool is if every single time you asked the same questions to a different person that's answered those same questions on a different podcast. Now that's uh, a podcast. That is what podcasting is. You know what yeah. I do a lot of times lately? I've been whispering when it's really dramatic and then giving little teeny tiny kisses to the oh, person I like that, that I whispered I like that. to. Yeah. So I'll go like, um, like when pizza comes and like, you know, Kate is like in her sort of upside down chair painting with the, uh, the airbrush that has the Gatling gun attachment. You know, when I come in there and she's sort of drinking an organic uh, raw kale and a raw egg smoothie upside down through a swirly straw that is sequined, <laughs> that she had sequined professionally. You know, I come in, I'll go, you know, and I come back with pizza because she loves yeah. pizza. So do I. I'll come back and I'll go, pizza. <laughs> and then if she'll come over to try and kiss me, like, Come over, I'll go. Get her back. Get away from me. These are air kisses. They're not meant for human lips. <laughs> so that's my well, that's thing. another good question. I don't I don't think animals air kiss very much either. Oh you know, they probably it's hard do to that air kiss more. with a paw. Yeah, but I could see an elephant it kind of winging in do elephants make out? Do they give little kisses to each other? That's dangerous too when they have some tusks. Some tusks that kind of thing. Yeah, but I, I don't think, think the tusks the tusked elephants. And you know uh, what? Two teenagers with braces making out is no different than two elephants with tusks. Oh, nice, nice. You know what? We, we're going to have to make this a cliffhanger. We're making yeah, a cliffhanger? And, and here's a couple things we're going to hang uh, off a cliff right now. Okay, First of all, I've got a good story about TJ's car. We're going to tell you how We're going to finish with that. And then we also have to find the black box. And then we have to listen to what's on the black box. And then we got to tell everybody... We also have to tell everybody how many animals kiss. You're going to find how that out next kiss. week. Next week on another Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Alive! <laughs> Alive! Damn it. White hip-hop clowns. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 